space to hear from those that work with children, young people and families from within our Baptist family and other experts. Joining the dots with Emma Moore and Claire Hooper. Welcome back everyone. It's great to have you join us for our next um, interview that we're doing and this time I caught up with a guy called Wayne Dixon from Slough and he has been serving so faithfully in his local secondary schools for so many years and I really enjoyed getting to hear his kind of perspective on, on schools ministry and how it's kind of changed um, during his, his time and I need to apologise because um, I had a bit of an impulsive um, lockdown purchase which involved buying a budgie and so during this interview you might be able to hear the budgie she's called Donnie I thought it was a bloke to begin with it wasn't it was female but the name stuck and, um, and she chirps quite a bit through the whole kind of situation but I like to think that it adds to the atmosphere of the interview so Emma I'm really um, looking forward to hearing your reaction to this have you had much involvement with schools ministry in the past well, first of all, Claire, I'm really looking forward to hearing the budgie, as well as Wayne. I'm sure what Wayne has got to say will be absolutely superb, but to hear the budgie will be brilliant. Um, yeah, I haven't had as much experience in secondary schools as I have in primary schools. So I'm really looking forward to hearing how Wayne sort of manages to build those relationships uh, with pupils because you're, you're spanning a wide age range as soon as you get into the secondary school from all, you know, potentially 11 through to 18. And, and, and how you build those relationships, not just with the pupils, but potentially with staff. So I'm really looking forward to maybe some of the absolute nuggets that Wayne will give to us as to how he has established that over the years he's been working in the secondary schools. Well, you'll see that he's really relational in his approach. So let's listen to what he has to say. So Wayne, we're really, really delighted to have you join us um, on our first series of our podcast. And um, it'd be wonderful for the listeners to hear a little bit about your about yourself and your context. Yeah, uh, so my name is Wayne Dixon. I live in Slough and I work for a Christian Schools Work Trust called Christian Connections in Schools, which is a partner of Scripture Union here in Slough, Windsor, Maidenhead. Wonderful. Can you tell me a little bit about the sort of schools work that you've been doing and how long have you been doing it for? I've been involved in schools work for over 30 years now. Um, and the kind of thing I get involved in, uh, there are a number of areas I call what I call the informal, which has become very key over the years. Um, and I best describe that with HAM, which stands for hanging around ministry. So that's when I go to a school, sign in and wander around and chat to students and staff in the staff room, canteen, uh, sports field, wherever the youngsters are. That's where I tend to hang out. Um, and then linked with that would be things like going along to school proms, school concerts, sports days, those kind of things. So that's the informal hand side. And then alongside that, there's more the formal, which would be RE, PSHE lessons, assemblies, uh, supporting Christian groups, uh, Christianity Awareness Weeks, or now called Illuminate with LZ7. So just a, a variety and a mixture of things that I've been involved in for over 30 years now. 
Thank you. And it's just wonderful to hear that you've got that kind of that longevity. And it's quite rare sometimes in our, our churches, in our communities to have someone that's been around like that. Can you tell us a bit more about the um, more of your informal stuff? Because I think people might be familiar with assemblies and the lessons, but the informal stuff might be new to people. So can you, how did that come about? Yeah, informal or hanging around ministry, as I call it, came by accident. What happened was uh, how I first got involved in schools work. Um, so I'm a member at Slough Baptist Church and a youngster, uh, who, well, she's 50 now, but when she was a teenager, she asked me to come into her school, Upton Court Grammar School. Uh, she wanted to start a lunchtime Christian group and asked if I might go in as a visitor to do an assembly to help start that. So I did and I enjoyed it. The, it was received well and that led to a couple of other schools Windsor Girls, Langley Grammar and then I started officially in September 1988 and what I'd normally do is after an assembly I'd say or during the assembly I'd say if anyone's interested in anything I've said about Jesus the Christian faith then at lunchtime today I'll be in room five you're very welcome to come along and we can chat further uh, that's what I did then. It's not appropriate now. I don't do that now. And so that's what I was doing in the early years. And sometimes people would come, other times wouldn't. And there was a key moment. There was a school in Maidenhead. Uh, I finished the assembly and said I'd be in room two or whatever it was at lunchtime. I was there through lunchtime. No one came. That's why it's no problem. Then I was just about to leave at the end of the lunch when a guy came came in wanted to chat we had a brief conversation then the bell went he had to go off to registration but as he left he said oh Wayne some of my friends wanted to come but they were too embarrassed and I logged that and I thought okay so there's interest there but not to the format so what I then started to do was hanging around so I may or may not do an assembly but I'd go into a school and I would go where the youngsters are as I've made reference to, so wherever they are, that's where I'd be at lunch times. If I'm going in for an assembly before the assembly, I'd go and hang around. And it just gave an opportunity to chat with, uh, but more importantly, to listen to youngsters who wanted to chat about music, sport, exams, life and death, um, other faiths, whatever. And that's how hanging around started for me. That's great. And you know what I love about that story is you just show yourself to be such a kind of reflective schools worker, youth worker. You kind of you, you kind of clocks that actually the ministry that we were doing back then, the way that I the words that I use not appropriate for now. I've had to adapt. I've had to change. And you kind of clocked that actually. OK, so the young people didn't come to the um, the, the group. But how can I engage with them? And so you responded to um, what was being presented to you. And that's just really wonderful. And sometimes the churches get a bit stuck, don't they? They think it's got to be yeah. done in one particular way and they don't respond. So what? how would you sort of say or encourage churches to kind of be listening to their context? Yeah, um, well, two of the key words for me over the years have been flexibility and relationships. And hopefully relationships speak for themselves but it is about being flexible. So for example, if back in the late eighties, I stuck with that format, do an assembly, if anyone's interested, it's on my terms, we find a room, etc. then probably that might still be happening now. But because that didn't work, wherever it was, embarrassment or other things going on. So I found that you can still do both. So there is still the place for the formal organised. And so some schools, not many, but some schools that do have Christian groups, 
there is still that room five lunchtime on a Thursday, etc. But for me, if I'm in school at a break time or a lunchtime, it's an opportunity to go and chat and sit and eat and listen with where the staff and the youngsters are at. And so staff wise, especially in some of the schools uh, that I've been visiting since the beginning, some of the staff that have been around, you get to know them. And some of the best conversations I've had actually are with office staff, caretakers, head teachers, supply teachers and others because they're there. And then obviously with the youngsters, especially the older youngsters. I love hanging out in sixth form common rooms and chatting to the sixth formers who are there. No, that's great. And, um, and you've really just kind of touched on something that the relationship side of things, you can't just rock up to a school and say oh we'd love to do hanging around it's time <laughs> doesn't it to build up those relationships and that trust so how would you recommend to churches just to be how might they start building that relationship up with a school yeah um i would start with where people are at so any church has probably guaranteed got connections with local schools so the example i'll give is uh, many years ago i was having to be speaking to a uh, house group from one of the churches there were maybe i don't know seven or eight people there who just went around and i just asked them to name a school that they had a direct relationship with so there might have been a teacher so they would say oh i teach at this school so a parent or grandparent or auntie or uncle says oh my one of my family member goes to this school and sure enough a good number of schools were represented so then i then said well there's your pool you don't need to worry about schools that you don't know about but what about the ones that you've got a heart for, that you live near, that you went to? Pray for them. And then in a church, in a wider context, making contact with A, ideally, if you know that there are Christian teachers there, uh, contact them, send them an email, ring them up if that's appropriate, write to them, say, I'm thinking of you, I'm praying for you, I'm interested. And then if it's appropriate, particularly in the current climate, is there something specific and tangible that I or we as a local church could do to encourage, affirm and support. And that could range from something like TMM, which stands for Tea Making Ministry, which I can unpack further, where it could be assemblies, open the book, organising something like what I call Christianity Awareness Week, or is now called Illuminate. There are a multitude of areas in which an individual church or group of churches could work, serve, minister, and make Jesus known to children, young people in the schools that are around us. Yeah, brilliant. And there is so much um, need at the moment. I think if churches sometimes thought a little bit outside the box, because we've got like the breakfast clubs, there's like the food clubs, grub clubs, um, make your lunches kind of thing, happen with that. Um, I don't know a church that uh, the school was struggling to find space so they did the guitar lessons in this church building and so the churches can be a real service to their, um, their schools tell us a little bit more about the team ministry that sounds really interesting yeah so team making ministry as as i call it uh, it started like this. so there was um a teacher in a school in kent uh, her name was uh, yvette and then she moved from Kent to uh, Wokingham to be a schools worker. And, but when she was a teacher, when we were chatting, she said that she would be finishing off a lesson at break time. Uh, there'll be a 20 minute break. But by the time the class would dismiss, she packed up. She walked the five miles. I exaggerate that bit to the staff room. She sat down, she put the kettle on and then the bell went and she had to go all the way back for the next lesson. So she knew as a teacher that it would be really good if 
tea making ministry, as I call it. And that's what she started to do. She contacted some schools and it started off slowly. But then as a team of two or three people or a local church every Tuesday or every Thursday, they would go to, say, one school, uh, just say 10, 15 minutes before break with permission, of course, and set up and provide uh, fair trade tea, coffee, maybe cakes, biscuits. And they were there every Tuesday or every Thursday in the same school. And the thing that really hit me was when there was a script union conference one time. And so she explained to the school that she wouldn't be there. And the teacher said, oh, no, we're not going to be able to have the tea, the coffee and the biscuits. And Yvette said, no, that's all right. I've sorted that. Um, there'll be other people that will be coming in. So every week it became an established thing. And there were a number of examples like that. It then happened in Reading. And, uh, and I've just encouraged that. And it's just a relatively simple, easy way to serve a local school. No, that's great. And actually, I'm from Wokenham. And so that I can tell you, Wayne, that that ministry still continues and churches have kind of adopted the school. So you get churches that bake for a particular school. And so the cakes are absolutely amazing. And the queues were like backing out the door for the for yeah. the teas and the coffees. And it was actually some of the rare times where the staff all actually came together because often they're in their own separate staff rooms. And so that's actually right. it's really lovely for staff to actually come together. I'm in that way. So really great way of uh, churches being able to serve their schools and also it encourages people that you might not it, it's a wide range of people in churches and so a wide range can participate in that sort of activity you know you don't have to uh, absolutely yeah because some people might not feel comfortable about say doing an assembly or an re lesson or something like that but if people are reasonably okay at making tea and coffee uh, and maybe doing some uh, cakes etc and then serving and it's all about ministry and there's no you don't then serve the tea and then suddenly say have you been washed in the blood of the lamb that's <laughs> probably not appropriate but it does lend to conversations why are you here why are you doing this there is no cost to the school and they see christians in action in service making a difference and i just think it's a brilliant brilliant form of ministry that pretty much any local church could be involved in at pretty much any school yeah no wonderful and you've talked about like, the need to be flexible and responsive in that way and obviously these past 18 months have caused a lot of rethinking and so how have you kind of taken that mindset into these past 18 months yeah personally i found it really frustrating really difficult really hard and so I remember the first time July 2020 I was doing a year 10 RE lesson over Zoom really bad experience um I couldn't see or hear anything I assumed the students could see and hear me but I thought man this is going to be really hard to be fair the teacher did say that the location on that particular time didn't, didn't really work and I've had a number of lessons in that same school and it's worked much better over zoom but again it's just about being flexible my preference uh, like most people would be in person being in the classroom but to have and i praise god for the the facility the wi-fi the technology to be able to share in this way and i've been able to do a number of different things uh, whether it be lessons um, and still have q a's and things like that i've done some assemblies uh, remotely and it's worked really really well so but i bet you've missed that hanging around our ministry though and just in terms of just being able to get alongside <laughs> yeah the hanging around bit has been really hard and even when i've started to go back in person it's been quite 
tricky and limiting in obviously adhering to what is the current climate so like stuck at the front of the classroom and not because normally when I'm doing a lesson I interact with students and move around and stuff like that which can't really do and one thing I really missed was during the, the prom season uh, often a number of schools would invite me or I would sometimes invite myself and go along to a year 13 or year 11 prom just for a few minutes hang out chat to the students the staff the DJ the security um, and just brilliant opportunity particularly for the year 13s and I've missed that these last couple of years yeah no sure but the other thing that you do is around Christmas and Easter isn't it and that's quite a big big thing a part of your ministry with schools um can you tell us I, I always get them wrong is it Easter cracked and Christmas unwrapped is that right that's correct yeah that's what we call it different people call it different ways well here, here's a story so uh, as I've mentioned so I live in Slough and I've been a member at Slough Baptist Church for over 30 years now and so 1994 it was the church's centenary so different events were put on during the week uh, one of which was some of the local primary schools were invited into what is a relatively old building just to hear and see the contrast of what was going on. And the brainchild behind it was uh, Reverend Jem Sewell, who sadly um, passed away not too long ago. And um, so we put on this little event uh, and the schools loved it. And at the end, we sat down to debrief or as we've been talking about, reflect on it. And we thought, well, that's gone really well but we won't be here in a hundred years time. Is there something that we could do? And so that's when Easter Cracked, um, as it became known, was developed. And so we put on a week, set aside a week in March, 1995. And then again in November, 1995, invited the same school and others to send their top primary. So it used to be uh, year seven, it's now year six. And they would come and the aim is twofold. Number one, to give them a positive experience of being in a local church and number two to share something of Christmas and or Easter and without doubt it has been the most significant area that I've been involved in because so many other areas have now picked up and are doing something similar um, so that would be say from Glasgow to Gravesend from Altrincham to Woodley as I call it so here in Slough where I live or Slough Windsor Maidenhead there are now nine local churches some baptists some anglican they're involved in putting on these weeks and we've got over 35 schools currently that usually in person would go along for either uh, a christmas unwrapped or easter cracked most schools do both and then in the summer term we do the it's your move the scripture union book so it's worked out really well and that would be one of the things if, if there's a takeaway that i could share today it would be check that out if this might be suitable or relevant for your church or a group of churches uh, for schools it definitely works if you want to know more please feel free to get in touch and how do people get in touch can you tell us what your yeah. website is or yeah so uh my it, the easiest thing is and i can send you some bits and pieces so my email is wayne at ccischools.org.uk um, or you can give us a call. My number is 01753 um, We have a website, ccischools.org.uk, www.ccischools.org.uk. And there are actually two recordings that if they're not up at the moment, they will be soon. Um, so last year, we've not been able to do in person. So we recorded uh, Christmas Unwrapped 
and sent that to more schools actually and similarly with easter crack so the schools that would normally come plus others and so there's a, a recording so that you can see it by re, uh, relatively easy hopefully clicking on it and you can see the kind of thing that we would do and that hopefully give you a flavor and if you want to know more i'm more than happy to chat and explain more about the, the do's and don'ts if you like some helpful hints that we've discovered over the last 25 years and then yeah go for it i don't think you as a local church would regret it and so really interestingly only yesterday i met with a, a youth worker and um they were sharing i think this is a real i don't know if this is a, a trend that's happening but she was she does prayer spaces in schools and she was yeah. saying how three of the lads is an interfaith prayer space uh, identify as christian have never been to church but they see themselves as christians so i think that's really fascinating and then but the other thing she said was that they've got a young person's turned up at the church and the reason she's she's um had some through tiktok has heard about the christian story responded to it wants to go to church and she visited our church on one of the church school visits that they do yeah so yeah. making your building available for the school visits and and like what you've just described as ideal you just don't know what's going on in somebody's heart and so like a few years later she's returned because that was one of the churches that she visited and she felt welcomed there and warm it's amazing isn't it like all it this is. stuff that's happening and uh yeah. it feels out of our control it's like the holy spirit is doing what the holy spirit does and we're just like trying to catch up <laughs> absolutely yeah god is at work i you know i was at a wedding joyce and i were at a wedding just a couple of weeks or so ago so and i was asked to share some prayers for the, the couple and then at the end and at the reception a number of people now to be fair i did not know or i did recognize one or two of them but i didn't really know them but they were pupils i don't know maybe five ten years or so ago and we were chatting away and specifically on Christmas, I remember going for one of my daily walks and I was across the road and this guy across the road, he didn't say hello or wave to me. All he said was one man. Now that's an unusual greeting, but I knew what he was talking about because one man, JC, JC, Jesus Christ is a line from a rap written by Sarah Smart. It tells the Easter story in rap that we've been doing for a number of years. And he saw me, I had a quick chat with him, he was from the local school, he's 25 now. And I was just so encouraged that something that happened probably 14 years or so ago, he could still remember in a positive light, his experience to the church for the Easter presentation, he probably would have come at Christmas as well. And there are a number of stories like that, that are just so, so encouraging. We just never know what our god is doing uh, up front and behind the scenes as we seek to love and serve him where he's placed us yeah no i love it i think it's exciting times what do you sense the future of schools work might be where's where's it heading where's what's the direction what's the vibes that's a really tricky one um for me personally and i guess for some others uh, if i were to use one word it would be listen listening and making contact with head teachers uh, or other contacts we've got in school and just gauging where they're at some of the big areas at the moment will be to do with the whole well-being and uh, self-esteem and there's been a lot of bad stuff and i think we would do really well to stop pause reflect reset listen and then hopefully respond and react and think is there something that we can do to help serve it may be stuff that we've done before it may be something different and new but i would say that if we go with a servant's heart and with listening ears and then try to share 
in an appropriate way and that will include sharing Jesus either indirectly e.g team making ministry or directly e.g Christmas Easter and I think listening would be the key thing I would say and then asking God to help us so that we can do the best we can for the situation that he has currently placed us in yeah no thank you that's great I think that's really wise um advice uh, Christians can sometimes be a bit too hasty and a bit too quick can't they and sometimes yeah. we could do with just slowing down and actually what is a good response and listening will get us to that kind of place listening to the school listening to God what is our next step so thank you for that that's that's great and we, we, we've talked loads about how churches might be involved you've we've shared loads of wisdom there Wayne so thank you so much and I really hope I mean I want to give you a last word but um so so I think of you know what's your what's your ending gonna be but uh, I just my really takeaway yeah I really hope that people kind of get that actually they could get involved their church could get involved if you're a church which is thinking we've got no children or young people well this is a way of changing that lens to sort of think actually the school down the road they're on our patch they're right next to us they're our neighbor and an opportunity to love them in a way which is right and appropriate and within the skill set of of the church in that way so i think there's so many wonderful opportunities and you've explained so much of that to us so thank you and, and what, what would you have to say any last words yeah so a last word if i may or a takeaway would be this uh pray pray for schools i often speak at local churches around slough winds and maidenhead and i've often used this phrase here it is prayer is the most significant contribution we can make to our schools and i say that and i unpack that um could tell you a story about a dear old lady called doris but the pray how can we pray or just pray for the schools, uh, maybe get hold of the local paper or go on school websites. We will know, think of a school and there's at least two schools that we can immediately identify with. One is the school that we live nearest to. What is the nearest school to you? Is it a private school? Is it a grammar school? Is it a special school? Is it a private school? What school do you live near to? You can pray for that. And then the other school is, what about the school that you went to? Might be the same. Yeah, so I grew up in East London. So the primary school that I went to is called Davis Lane. I went to visit it a couple of years or so ago and then pray. And bearing in mind, we don't need permission to pray for schools. We can pray and that could lead to openings and opportunities. And if it is appropriate to then maybe make contact, particularly if we don't yet have a relationship. And I think, is there something we as a local church or group of churches might be able to bless help encourage support our schools but the final sentence would be prayer is the most significant contribution we can make to our schools and hopefully if we can all do that that's a starting point thanks Wayne. it's been a pleasure to listen to you and to chat with you i've enjoyed it thank you So Emma, what did you think of that then? I loved listening to Wayne. I think I could listen to him for a lot longer. Uh, I'd love to, you know, keep going and hear more of what he's got to say. The fact that he is just so relational uh, is just, it's just inspirational actually to, to hear how he was willing to change. You know, it wasn't a case of, well, this is what we've come in to do. This is how we're going to do it. You know, the fact he talked very much about this wasn't quite working. So uh, 
you know, we, we went out and, and therefore we engage with the young people where they're at. Um, you know, Richard Passmore has written a book on that, hasn't he? With detached youth work, meeting them where they're at. And, and that's exactly what Wayne is doing. And it, it drew really as well on what Phil Togwell was saying in that first podcast where I interviewed him. And, and I think he talked about um, changing your centre of gravity. And, and, and that's exactly what Wayne did, wasn't it, when, when he's talking about it. And, and I just think the more we can do that as practitioners, the more we can sort of look at our surroundings, look at our community, look at our children, young people and families and say, right, this isn't working. But if we just make a, a gravitational shift, then maybe, just maybe, we can start building those relationships and I just love the way Wayne used acronyms you know he had an acronym for everything didn't he you know and I think I'm going to nick quite a few of those to to use in my in my work with children young people I just just yeah brilliant yeah no, he's great. and he, he really like the whole joining the dots thing obviously he's been joining the dots with his his schools but he kind of connected with all the churches I love that what were the strengths in each of the churches who where were the relationships and Oh, what a fantastic thing of actually just starting with what our strengths are um, and, and going from there and building relationships from that rather than trying to, you know, go straight into the head, our head teacher, which is, you know, not very, not often the way forward, really, for this kind of work. So for our listeners, I wonder what stood out for you. I wonder what your next step is. Are you already involved with your secondary schools? Are you already in relationship? Do you already know people who have those connections? So then who might be the person to bring into this conversation? I wonder. Until next time. Keep joining those dots. Mm-hmm.